Welcome to The Surpassing Worth, a podcast where we study scripture, know Christ deeper, and treasure him above all things. This is your host, Cole. Thanks for joining me. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Cole here. Hey, it's the week of Thanksgiving, and fittingly, the title of this episode is Grace Extended Equals Increased Thanksgiving. We're going to see how uh, the end result of Paul's ministry to the Corinthians and really all of his life was so that he would see grace extend to more and more people through salvation in Jesus, which would result in increased thanksgiving to God as hearts are turned towards God in praise for his glory. And so, hey, uh, I I hope that we can take God's grace as the main reason why we give thanks this week and really all of our lives is that God has saved us to bring us with him, that he is with us now, but also one day he will raise us uh, with all the saints to be resurrected and to enter into the new heavens and the new earth with Jesus, uh, seeing him face to face forever. And that is reason to give thanks to God today. So I'm going to read our text from 2 Corinthians 4, 13 through 15. I'll pray and then we'll get into what God's word has to say. Since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what has been written, I believed and so I spoke. We also believe and so we also speak, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. For it is all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. Pray with me. Father, thank you for your word. I thank you, God, that your word has first reached us, that, God, your grace has come in the person of Jesus Christ. And, God, you have given us that same spirit of faith, so we believe and so we speak. So I pray, Lord, that as we would reflect on the grace you've given to us, that it would result in thanksgiving towards you. But more than that, that we would speak of it to others so that, Lord, your grace may extend to more and more people for your glory, for your honor, that you would be worshiped. Lord Jesus, be with us now in this time. Amen. So Paul is summing up uh, a section where he defended his ministry, and he defended his ministry by showing that God's power still works through our greatest weaknesses, that the proof of our salvation, the proof of God working in and through us is not how strong we are, but it's how strong and powerful the gospel is. And God chose to use a weak vessel like Paul, who was filled with afflictions and weaknesses and sufferings, to show the surpassing worth of God's power displayed in Paul so that God would get the glory, that we wouldn't boast, but that God would get the glory. And so Paul is summing up really these thoughts and he's explaining to the Corinthians his joy in ministry. The reason why he does it is so that God's grace may extend and more people may increase in thanksgiving to the glory of God. So let's go back to verse 13 and see what he says. He says, since we have the same spirit of faith, According to what has been written, I believed, and so I spoke. We also believe, and so we speak. So Paul's giving a defense for why he speaks about Jesus, why he is compelled to go and preach the gospel message, as he will say later in 2 Corinthians 5, that he is an ambassador of Christ. The love of Christ compels him to go. There is nothing that can stop him from speaking about Jesus' name. And he says it's because we have the same spirit of faith according to what's been written. So he quotes a psalm here, and it's Psalm 116, verse 10. And the psalmist says, I believe, and so I spoke. 
So Paul is relating this spirit of faith that he says he has to the Old Testament saints, now seeing it fulfilled in Jesus Christ. So we have to understand that Paul's gospel, uh, the gospel that he preached, recognized that the Old Testament saints were also saved by faith. Paul quotes uh, Genesis when he says that Abraham, uh, he believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. And so Paul saw that righteousness was always by faith, to faith for those who would believe. And so Paul is saying, look, I now have the same spirit of faith according to what's been written of old. I have the spirit of faith in Jesus Christ that I believe in him. And therefore, because I believe in him, I speak about him. A true faith in Jesus Christ cannot go long without speaking about him because of the goodness, the life transformation that comes along by having that faith in Christ. So like Paul, we say, I believe in Jesus and so I speak. My tongue cannot but sing of the praises of my king for what he's done for me by by saving me by giving me of his Holy Spirit and by uh, raising me from the dead to walk in new life, that we are new creations now in Jesus Christ. And so our faith motivates us to speak. We believe and therefore we speak. So what does Paul speak about? In verse 14, he says this, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will also raise us with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. So this is what he speaks. He says, we know this, that he who raised the Lord Jesus will also raise us with Jesus. And not only that, but he'll bring us with you into his presence. So Paul is looking ahead here towards the future day when the resurrection will come. You see, uh, the Christian walk is not just about believing once uh, in Jesus paying for our sins and that's it. And then there's nothing more uh, onto that. Rather, the, the gospel of Jesus is comprehensive in its scope. Yes, we are saved when we look Uh, to Jesus and place our faith in him that first time. But we must recognize that we are continually being saved right now as God is transforming us through the work of the Holy Spirit. And then furthermore, once Jesus returns, we will be saved once and for all, delivered from this world, from our body of flesh into a new heavens and a new earth. And so this, this last part is what Paul is speaking about when he says, the Lord Jesus will raise us also. Because Jesus rose from the dead, we have to recognize this. The resurrection of Jesus, the bodily resurrection of Jesus, was necessary for our full redemption in Jesus. Not only did Jesus die for our sins, but he rose to new life. uh, And and we participate with him in that dying to ourself, in that dying to sin. We die to our sin when we look to the cross and recognize that on the cross, Jesus took our sin. We're buried with Christ as we look to the tomb and see that all our sin is laid there dead with him. But yet we also rise with Christ as we look to the empty tomb and see that Jesus has defeated sin and death once for all. And we, having died to our sin, having left it buried in that tomb, rise to new life in Jesus' name. But yet one day, because we still live in this mortal flesh, in this body of sin, this corruptible body, One day when Jesus returns, we will rise from the dead and we will enter into his presence. And uh, in 1 Corinthians, Paul says that we will have a new resurrection body. So we must recognize that this is the full gospel. And this is what Paul is speaking about. He says that he who raised Jesus will also raise you with Jesus and we'll all be in his presence together. 
Paul looks forward to the day that we will see Jesus face to face all together as God's people. And this is what motivates Paul to speak because he knows that it's not just about him, that as, as he speaks this message of the gospel, as he speaks what we just explained about dying with Christ and rising with him, that more and more people will be brought into this kingdom as God works salvation among those who are being saved. And we all together one day will be in God's presence, in the new heavens and the new earth, the new Jerusalem, the new city, and we will praise his name forever. This is the vision that Paul has of looking towards the future, and it's the reason, it's the basis for the mission he has now. So why does Paul speak? It's because he knows that one day God will complete his salvation among his people by delivering them finally, forever, eternally into a new home. This should motivate us greatly. It should move us to speak of others about the goodness of our Savior, to know that uh, the heaven that is awaiting us is not just some form of escaping suffering in this world, but it's the completion, it's the renewal, it's the restoring of all things, and that now while we are in the body, we live for Christ, but yet we long for his return. So practically, Paul's ministry resulted in grace being extended to people and thanksgiving increasing. This is what he says in verse 15. He says, for it is all for your sake. I think he's talking about his ministry here. This ministry is all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. Paul had such a selfless view of what he was doing. It's so easy with our faith to just view it as what, what does it do for me? You know, if I go to church on Sunday and hear this sermon, well, it didn't fill me today. I guess, you know, I'm just not feeling it right now. And we have such a tendency to view God's salvation in us as purely inward, when in reality, God wants to use us as his ambassadors to reach other people so that grace would extend to more and more people. I think of it like an ink blot, like or a, on a wet paper towel when ink gets on it, it just like starts extending and spreading everywhere. That's how God's grace should be in our lives. It shouldn't just be contained in uh, us, but it should overflow as we experience God's grace and tell it to other people as we speak it to other people. But this is also the beauty of God's power in salvation is that God is the one extending this salvation to others. It's not us who saves. God uses us, yes, but God is extending his grace to more and more people. And I think this is what gave Paul such confidence in his ministry is because he knew that wherever he went, that God had people whom he was working on. God had people whom he was going to save through Paul's preaching of the gospel. So I want to encourage you. There are people in your life who you've never shared the gospel with that if you never shared the gospel with them, you would never know if grace might extend to their life, if Jesus might grip their heart and turn them to repentance and accepting him as Savior and Lord. So I want to encourage you that God's power to save uh, is not dependent upon us. He's going to extend his grace but he uses us, and I don't think we can separate the two, that God wants to use our words to extend his grace. And this is a, such a beautiful uh, obligation that we have. It's not taxing, but it's, it's joyful because we're, we're sharing uh, about the king of the universe who has sent his son into the world to be the sacrifice for our sins, that by receiving him, we may have forgiveness in his name, but also new life as we rise with him. 
the end result of this is that it increases thanksgiving to the glory of God. God's name is the reason we live. It's for his glory. It's not for us. It's not uh, that we would get any glory, as Paul said earlier, but rather it's so that God alone would get all the glory from our lives. Because in reality, he's the only one who is worthy of any praise, of any fame, of any honor, of any recognition. God, the creator, the king of the universe, Jesus, the name by which we must be saved, the spirit who now dwells within us, this great God, Father, Son, and Spirit, He is worthy to be praised. And when we know God, when we experience His grace as it extends uh, to more and more people, as it is extended to us, we increase in thanksgiving because we know how good God is, that He is good, He is joy, He is peace. And so as we grow in God, as we grow in Jesus Christ, becoming more like Him as the Spirit works within us, we also increase in thanksgiving because we know more and more what life is about. And it's about the glory of God, seeing God's glory manifested not only in our own lives, and our own hearts, but in the lives of others. So we have this charge as Paul leaves us. If you have the spirit of faith in you, Uh, through Jesus, the spirit of faith in Jesus, then you speak. You speak the name of Jesus. You speak about this gospel, about this good news of dying with Christ to our sins, but rising with him a new life. One day awaiting his return, he's going to make all things new. And you speak so that grace may extend to more and more people, that they may experience the goodness of Jesus. And when it seems like no one is receiving it, we have to keep praying. We have to keep praying that God would bring uh, the harvest, uh, that he would help us to see that the harvest is plentiful. And it's all for God's glory. It's all for his name. So this week, I pray that you would remember that uh, the true reason to give thanksgiving in any circumstance is that God's grace has extended to you. And that is good news because we know who Jesus is. And because we know, because we believe, we speak so that others may know as well. Have a great Thanksgiving.